Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Okay, what do you say? We do a Friday edition of the Eagle Hour on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel this afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Got to wrap up another week uh, of Eagle Hour broadcasting uh, with one of our very favorite guests who will be joining us here. Lee Roberts in just a moment. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place to go this weekend with your family if you want the best barbecue in the Pine Belt. Also remind you that if you've got an event upcoming with your church, business, or or personal, uh, maybe a family get-together. They cater and they do a great job at Dickey's. So we really thank them for all they do for the Eagle Hour. All right. Well, Lee Roberts is no stranger to the show, a good friend to all of us, and one of our favorite guests, former quarterback, of course, star quarterback, I should say, for the uh, Golden Eagles, and now a prominent member of the uh, Southern Miss broadcast team. Lee, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Appreciate you guys having me. Always always good to get to chat with you guys. So it's always, always fun. Uh, just to kind of reminisce and talk Golden Eagle athletics. For right. sure. Well, speaking of reminiscing, before we get started in today's conversation, we had one of your former teammates on the show earlier this week, a guy you probably remember named Marshant Kenny. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. Marshant a, a little bit, right? I mean, this is this is a guy <laughs> with – I mean, we, when you talk Southern Miss football, I mean, he's, he's his name and pictures is right there next to it. I mean, he's the epitome of what Southern Miss football is all about. All right. But a true he, friend, a dedicated teammate, um, just a, a great guy indeed. All right. He wanted us to deliver a message to you. We, we told Uh-oh. him you were going to be on the show later this week. And he said to remind you that the year that the Golden Eagles opened against defending national champion Florida. Yeah. And these are his words. Tell Lee if we'd had any offense at all, we would have won the game. <laughs> hey, we scored six points, man. Doggone it. <laughs> Some uh, some great times, man. Marchand never, never, uh, never a dull moment there, man. For sure. <laughs> there probably was. I mean, there were a lot of great defensive players. I had a I had a text from a listener uh, last night, a message, and and uh, after the the Kenny interview, and and he was uh, talk about some of the great players uh, in Southern Miss history, and Gerald Bayless, and uh, you know guys like that came up. Uh, we talked a lot about about Gerald Bayless, but really there there was never. Pound for pound, probably never a better defensive player than Marshant Kenny. 
No, I mean, a guy that, you know, just from, from top to bottom, you know, side to side, I mean, that guy could, could cover the field. He had what it took. He had the intensity, you know, obviously what it took to be success, uh, successful at Southern Miss. And, man, like I said, a, a great friend, teammate. You know, we went in the Hall of Fame class together, and uh, it was it was an honor going in with him. But uh, a, a good guy, but a great football player. And, like I said, just a, a, a great friend and, you know, he, he's a guy that, you know, can come back to the program. He's always welcome. I know he spoke to uh, the team um, back in back in spring ball once, and just always a, a great message. And any youngster that wants to hear a great story, I would sit down and listen to something from Marshan and Dean. Well, speaking of stories, Luke, you had the best story when the young girl uh, dropped her her uh, lunch on Marshan accidentally in the commons, and when she realized it was Marshan Kenny, she ran out of the building. Yeah, it was several things like that, and I'm sure Lee can uh, re- remind him. We were talking about Brian Burns' uh, snake also the other day, Lee. Oh wow, man! He kept that. He kept that thing in the dorm, man. That's that's a that's a fra- that's a, a freaky deal knowing there's a snake in the dorm. They uh, Marchant would say that thing would yawn in the middle of the night, and it would just like wake everybody up, and it was it was incredibly terrible. Anyway, all right, camp starts today. Golden Eagles already been on the practice field. Um, we asked Marchant this, and I just asked you before you know we start talking um, some some details about this year's team. What what is what was the the best part about camp to you, and the worst part about camp to you? You know, camp camp is is different now um, than when we were here, and it really was different my first couple of years. I mean, I, I think my first year, nothing really took place a whole lot in the summer. Then it seemed like it it was more you know where more guys stayed around and. And now, I mean, it's pretty much 100% of the guys are in the summer. So, you know, those guys, you know, never really leave each other. I'm talking to Coach Hall the other day. I think he gave the, the guys like a week off and then obviously reported back uh, yesterday or so. But, you know, the the best part about camp is just knowing that now, hey, it's not spring, it's not summer. Hey, we're getting ready for fall football, and that's what it's all about. And I think we're we're probably under 30 days now before, before kickoff for Southern Miss and well, that just that just excites me. So I think just the fact of of getting back, getting going, knowing you're working together uh, towards uh, your common goal, and then obviously the worst part was whew, those two days on the on the two day <laughs> practice field, man. The heat, the dust. I mean, you you bend over to catch your breath and du- catch your breath, and uh, dust is in your face. Whoa, it was not a not a fun sight. But obviously now these guys don't go through two days, so I won't say they're not as tough as what we were, but. Yeah, um, they're not. And indeed, just uh, a, a different atmosphere. But I'm excited, man. It's gonna be a fun year, I hope. We used to have the big old tub set right outside the uh, the locker room. We'd all go, you know, just sit in it, get your legs back. It was actually before we got turf in the rock. They they actually we practiced on the 49, uh, you know, field. If you'll call it right where uh, the Trent Lot Center and Sienna Hall are sitting now. They were just trying to save the grass because. You know, back back there in the in two days. All right, this year's team specifically, because because uh, Coach Hall's been been talking about it. You know, they're still installing um, schemes and and such. Uh, they they'll he, he talks about how much they'll install every day. I mean, you know, he's got his offense. You tweak it in the off season. You look at personnel. I mean, as far as from a player's perspective, some of that is is mentally grinding too. Some of the install process. You know, it is, and I was talking to Coach Armstrong the other day, the defense coordinator, just kind of about that same thing. And, you know, he said, he said this will be our sixth time installing this offense. And I, never, and I never really thought about that. I was like, six times? It's just the second year. But, 
I guess you you know you, you you look at spring, summer, fall, spring, summer, fall. You know, so so I guess you're right. I mean, so these guys now, especially if this is year two in the program, um, you know, they're they're starting to somewhat get it. But but yeah, it, it is it is grinding and uh, indeed. I mean, it's it's time in the uh, in the meeting room, installing it, and then you go to the practice field, and probably back to the meeting room, and you know, especially before school starts. You know, pretty much pretty much going to be all to, all together all day long and, and that's what it's going to be about so it's it's a long three weeks and again but you're working towards that first game against liberty and and these guys are hungry i know they are especially the guys that are on campus you know for last year's season just uh, uh they, they know they they have better uh, opportunities this year and and they're looking forward to that i, I might ask you this the week of the liberty game um as, as you're able to, to be at practice more. But l- let's go ahead and ask it now and then see how it changes Liberty. What do you think Southern Miss fans will be most surprised about in, in, the, in the positive sense when they see this team play this year? You know, I, I'm going to say offensively. I mean, we had one of the top defensive countries, I mean, defensive uh, systems and teams in the country last year, and I don't think that will change. I think Coach Armstrong will have them you know, back where they were. I know we've had a big, you know, portal, a uh, bunch of guys in the portal that transferred in, and so I think we'll be be really good and strong defensively. But I think offensively is where we'll see a difference. Obviously, we know Frank Gore's coming back. We know what he can do. Um, glad to see him back as a running back and not as a, a quarterback. Sure, the super back may still be part of it, but um, I think Jason Brownlee out wide will be a, a, a big plus, and obviously Tykees. Being the guy behind behind center, I just uh, Coach Hall is really big on him, and you know he knows what he can do. Obviously, a youngster only has four or five games experience after that before that injury, um, but this is a guy that has has grown up. I mean, he really has a guy from Taylorsville that has put on some good weight. Uh, his leadership has has come on along strong. Um, Coach Hall mentions that hey, this is a guy that's out on the practice field. You know, all the time with these receivers and this team just trying to get things going. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing, just knowing that this is year two for Ty Keys and, you know, bringing his leadership and, and really getting this offense going. And then, of course, um, the area that we all want to see much better, obviously, is the offensive line. And I think, I think that's an area of focus as well. So I think as a whole, offensively, we're going to be a much better unit. We're talking to Lee Roberts on the Eagle Hour, the color commentator, of course, for Southern Miss football radio broadcast and former great quarterback for the Golden Eagles under Jeff Bauer. We're going to continue our conversation with Lee on the other side of the break. Quick reminder that you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast every day on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour you can't catch us live, we hope you'll do that. More with our good friend Lee Roberts right after this on the Super Talk Eagle Hour.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Happy Friday afternoon to you along the Super Talk Radio Network. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. CampusBookmart.net. You can shop either way you like. Find your football apparel. I'm sure they're filling up the store day by day. And it's always just a great place and a great visit with Miss Kathleen at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. We're talking to uh, Lee Roberts. And, uh, Lee, a couple questions uh, from me, uh, and we'll throw it back to Luke. One thing we, we've heard a lot about is that uh, this, this year the football team will be almost 20 scholarships stronger than last year. That Last year, Coach Hall operated at a deficit of just a little over 60 scholarships. Before I talk about the importance of that or ask you to talk about the importance of that, if you can, explain to our listeners how does a how does a coach come into a program like Hall did and find himself twenty scholarships short of the limit? You know, it, it, it as a as a college football coach, I mean, you have you have a maximum that you can have on scholarship is is eighty five, and I think the max you can sign in a season is twenty five, and those numbers may have kind of skewed a little bit just because of the the transfer portal. So it's really you have to keep your classes balanced is what you have to do. So, I mean, you know, so if math is correct, you try to have around 21 to 22 scholarships in each class to kind of keep that number around 85. And, you know, so just kind of through the, the last couple of years, um, you know, those numbers just got really, really skewed, really, really skewed. And, you know, sometimes you graduate more and you just because of scholarships that you have available, you can't sign as many. And so that was just the kind of situation that Coach Hall found himself in and, you know, so so last year was tough. I think we were in the sixty something scholarship range, um, which is tough to do. I mean, you know, we we, we want to compete with eighty five scholarships, not sixty something. And you know, but I think Coach Hall has now brought that number up tremendous. And you know, as, as a coach, that's just really what you want to see. And even as a team, just being able to stand around and seeing the difference of depth. Um, I think that'll be something to be truly noticed this year. Yeah, really remarkable job that he did last year when you consider uh, how, how low he was on scholarship players. No, I agree. I mean, you just you take that plus all the other things that happened throughout the year with, you know, quarterbacks and such. Um, just an interesting year indeed. But, yeah, just, you know, super proud with what Coach Hall and the whole staff has been able to do. And it, and it really starts with him all the way down to each one of his coaches and GAs and everyone involved. I mean, the recruiting part of college athletics is, is so big. It's, it's changed so much again because of the, the portal. I mean, obviously, we can, we can lose guys through the portal, but we can gain some as well. And I think this year it's, it's truly helped us. So where will fans see that difference in scholarships? Is that, does that really show up in the depth, perhaps, an offensive and defensive line, uh, depth in the skill players, or is it a combination, you think? I mean, I think it's a combination. I mean, I, I think every coach kind of builds his team a little bit differently. Um, you know, obviously Coach Hall builds his team around a quarterback. Uh, defensively, you know, they, they build it around kind of the linebacker system. Um, you know, but I know we went went really heavy in the defensive line this year. That was just a, a need where we had to go and, you know, was able to pick up a lot of great talent there. So, I mean, I think all, all around you're going to see some – some tremendous depth, I think, at the skill positions. Offensively, we picked up some players, you know, need some help in the backfield with Frank Gore as well. And, you know, again, you know, even though Ty Key's been named the starter, I mean, still you have, you know, some, some guys behind him that are going to continue to push. Um, 
And I, and I think that's just what happens. I mean, success is bred with competition, and every every different position now is going to have a lot more depth there. Well, we certainly know the importance of quarterback depth, do we not, after last year? Man, you're not, you're not lying. I think I saw something on Twitter, and, you know, I'm sure it was a local fan that kind of put it together, but, you know, Southern Miss returning the top five out of the top five of the top ten quarterbacks from, uh, you know, the Sun Belt this season. And, you know, so the names that they went on and listed, Frank Gore being one of them, I thought was kind of kind of funny. But, um, yeah, we, we don't want to have to see Frank Gore behind center a whole lot this year, no, obviously. No. We were successful doing that, but uh, I know Coach Hall would love to, love to keep, keep his true quarterback behind center. All right, Luke, get back in here. Um, you talk about depth, really important. Uh, you, you lose a guy, uh, Hayes Maples, you lose him at a, a crucial position. I'm counting 12 linebackers on the roster, including Maples. Of course, uh, Swayze Bozeman, Central Latham. But, you know, opportunity for, for a guy um, you know, like TQ Newsom to, to step up. And, of course, Southern Miss got – Got Dalen Gill, uh, transfer from from Ole Miss, but but how did, does that mess with your psyche at all, Lee? I mean, this guy led led the um, the team in tackles two years ago. Local kid, it just, it just stinks to see him even before one snap goes in in the regular season, or yeah, in the regular season, or even preseason camp. Like like, how do you you know how do you process that? As far as Hayes goes, you mean that that, that kind of your yeah. question? Yep. You know, it, it, it is tough. I mean, a guy that has just has battled injuries and now he's, he's fought all summer long. I mean, Hayes is a guy that, I mean, we know, I mean, he is a hard working kid. He's got the tools. You know, again, we talked about Marchant earlier. Hayes is just another one of those guys that you talk about Southern Miss football and he just fits that mold. Um, Swayze Bozeman being another one, but, um, yeah, you lose a guy like that. I mean, a guy that has really grown into a leadership role, which, you know, he's still going to be able to be around. He'll be able to help with, you know, different things and, and help maybe some of these young younger guys grow up quickly. And, you know, when, when a leader goes down, that's what happens. Somebody has to step up. And, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty deep there as well. But you really don't want to start losing guys too early. And, yeah, it's, it's a huge loss indeed by losing eight. Yeah, two-time All-Conference uh, selection. All right, I want to go back to a name you mentioned earlier, and I've been kind of asking different people this. Was it because of the quarterback, um, you know, open chair last year that that Jason Brownlee doesn't get more recognition than he should? I, I just I was surprised he was left off the Sun Belt all preseason teams. He would have been, I think, third last year in touchdown catches had Southern Miss played in the Sun Belt last year. Well, you know, why do you think that is, and what do you expect out of him this year? You know, just to kind of set the stage here. I mean, obviously, a preseason recognition is. Is huge, but we all know that a postseason recognition, you know, is is more valuable. And so, if a guy's got to be left off preseason, I'm fine with it. That maybe guys won't be, you know, teams won't be really looking for him. But if you look at him on film, you you know he's a playmaker. He's a guy that's going to go go do things. And I know he and Ty Keys are going to hit it off really well. And I, I do. I expect a lot of big things out of Brownlee. And to I mean, he's going to kind of bring on some of those some of those younger receivers as well. I mean. Well, we're going to be talking here at week 10, week 12 in the season, and we're going to be talking about what a year Brownlee has had. And, you know, I yeah. just, I just hope that, I hope that that's what happens. Um, so I'm expecting big things out of Brownlee for sure. Yeah. He made the super back work last year where, where he could just get one on one. All right. Um, I, I'm pretty much convinced that if I ask you this, uh, you're going to answer Miami. If I were to ask you, I don't know, maybe, maybe play in, uh, in New Orleans, but, 
the uh, we won't ask that one. The uh, your your what you're looking forward to most as far as a non-conference road game. But here it is: at Troy, at Texas State, at Coastal, at Monroe. Which one of the conference uh, road games are you most looking forward to? Not just for the game, but maybe the atmosphere in the, in the community. You know, I just think I think those ones that you can drive to just make it that much better. I mean, obviously Troy, we've played them as a non-conference team, you know, over the years. Um, it's a team that has, you know, kind of bitten us in the in the backside a little bit, and you know, they they're they're a program that needs to be on the rise, and they're going to be on the rise. But yet, I feel like we are as well, and I, I'm looking forward to that trip as well. One just to better play a team like Troy, a, again a across the state rival type team. I know that they'll bring a pretty good crowd. We'll be able to take a good crowd. So I think that'll be a, a fun road trip indeed this year. All right, Lee. Uh, Marchant let us know that y'all opened up against the defending national champion one year, so I don't guess it gets much tougher than that. But the Golden Eagles have a pretty tough opener against Liberty, and, of course, Hugh Freeze coming back to Hattiesburg. That's going to that's gonna be a big story to, uh, to kick off the year. Uh, what do you expect to see out of Hugh Freeze's team here? You know, I mean, when you when you think about what he's done over the last couple of years, you know, he had a had a big time quarterback there. Obviously, Willis is not there, which for us, I'm super excited about that. But you know, he's going to replace that position, and he's going to have an offensive minded quarterback that can run a system and be very very successful. So, I think they're going to be a team that comes in and tries to you know surprise teams. And um, obviously, he would love to come back to Hattiesburg and and make a statement as well. I mean. You know, Liberty is a team that's been successful over the years. And, you know, one of those programs that 15 years ago, you know, you didn't know much about it. But this is a team that and a program that has grown, a program that's got a lot of money as well. If you've ever been over there, their facilities are phenomenal. Um, so I think he's looking forward to coming back to Hattiesburg. And I'm sure his his team is ready to come in and try to start their season 1-0. and But uh, that just that puts the pressure on Southern Miss as well to try to defend the Rock and I have a, have a great opener for Coach Hall's second season. No question. I think we can all agree that Hugh Freeze kind of put the face on Liberty football. Is that fair to say? No, I would I would totally agree. So Hugh Freeze has done a tremendous job indeed there. All right, Lee, we're about three weeks away. We look forward. I hope we're going to have you back on weekly when we get uh, started, maybe right before the season starts, and then get your analysis uh, after the games uh, each week. Hope we can work that out with you. That sound good to you? Yeah, sounds great, man. I look forward to it. It's something I look forward to each and every week. And like I said, talking with you guys, talking Southern Miss football, um, it's, a, it's a great part of my week. So looking forward to it. All right. Uh, hope you have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you for coming on the show. Hey, appreciate you guys. All right. Lee Roberts, everybody. One of our favorite guys. Great, great quarterback at Southern Miss. Conference winning repeated champion at Southern Miss. And just a good all-around guy. We'll be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Bob and Luke with you this afternoon. Thanks to our buddy Lee Roberts uh, for giving us a couple of segments today. We'll get Lee on the show game week 
uh, prior to the opening game, and then he'll be joining us, uh, I think it's Monday or Tuesday, uh, each week after the games, and uh, we'll always uh, look forward to our conversations uh, with Lee Roberts. Well, it's official football practice, fall practice, the practice that really counts, began today. Here's what Coach Will Hall said about the first day of practice at Southern Miss. Uh, like, like everybody in the country, day one, a lot of juice. Uh, thank the good Lord for the great weather we had. Uh, you know, like, like we talked about all off seasons, you know, we're reaping the rewards of a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a celebration of all the recruiting and the work we've done, being able to go out there and have a real college practice like we did. Uh, you know, y'all can see it in the special teams. We just got so many more bodies. Uh, we were able to run three full groups in team periods on the line of scrimmages which is a real college practice. It's a huge step forward for our program. I thought our kids uh, had great culture today. There was no, we've eliminated all the in-between plays, talking. That's no use in that. We look and get the signal. We're helping each other. Uh, just kind of being a more mature, adult-like program. You can see us transitioning from a coach-led team to a player-led team. Uh, you know, like I said all along, man, we're not a finished product. We're in a much better shape to handle this season. And uh, day one down, uh, saw a lot of good things today. Saw some things got to correct, obviously. And uh, spent a lot of work in the low red zone. That's how we start off with fall camp, going red zone. That's what got that from the Patriots. And uh, so with that, I- So, yeah, Will Hall with the opening clip there. And one thing he said in, in that clip particularly, we got a few more from him, but you see the guys are starting to take ownership. We're starting to move from being a coach-led team to a player-led team. And you got to have that because that means that guys are taking responsibility and, and that starts in each position. Of course, you have guys on either side of the ball. You have team, you have guys as a whole that the team looks to and guys on either sides of the ball. But when, you know, when, when guys start stepping up and basically taking ownership, it, it helps the coaches out a lot, Bob. Um, because, uh, you know, you're, you're not, you're not just having a coach yell at you. You're having, uh, you know, a guy beside you doing that. Here's what he said, um, about he was asked the biggest difference from last year. And this year, and this is what Will all had to say. Now the biggest ever is talent. You know, I mean, it's great that all those things, it's great to talk culture and all these cool words that everybody talks about everything, but at the end of the day, players win games. Like Alabama and Ohio State and Georgia are going to be really good this year because they got way better players than everybody else. So the biggest difference in us from year one to year two is we've got a lot more good football players. That's a good thing to hear, Bob Getty. Well, there's no question. You can be the greatest coach in the world, but you got to have the players on the field, uh, you know, to produce. And uh, I think part of that goes back too, doesn't it, to the increased number of scholarships that we talked about earlier, and the increased depth on the football team. These are huge differences in, in what the team went into battle, so to speak, with last year. Yeah, what you just heard him say about when they were they able to run three full groups out there. That means that you feel like you're three deep at every position. And um, you're you're not going to have to, you know, be asking guys uh, to to you know move around or, or guys playing you know two positions. They do that sometimes in in the secondary. But you know, as as uh, defensive line coach Lacey told us, uh, you know, about a month or so ago, feels great about really six to seven guys, no matter who he puts out there. You know, he, he feels confident in it. So that's the biggest thing for me when when you're talking about depth and not just bodies, but you're talking about as as Will Hall just said, the the talent. Um, of it, I was I was thankful um, to hear that. I won't play the clip for you, but but safety, a Tylen Knight, who's going to be kind of a, a Swiss Army knife on, on sorts with special teams, and he transferred in from Ole Miss. Um, you know, he had he had something to say. This is big too for guys who come in from particularly you know 
Power Five programs that come in. He just talked about how comfortable he is at Southern Miss. And that is that is extremely important too. Guys won't ever play. You know, we just had a joke if we don't if we don't think we look good, we don't play good, you know. But I mean there there is a lot to be said for confidence on the field comes from from comfort, you know, with, with a guy in and what he's in and the culture that he's in. So just those little things, and again, I don't want to overhype those. And it's day one and we got a month till we play. I get all that. But I mean, you know, year two is is still a building year. Usually, when when there's a rebuild of a program, year three is when you is when you really take the step forward. But you are seeing and hearing the type of things that make you feel good as a fan to think that this year will be better than year one. See, another thing I I caught Coach saying is um, is starting out with the uh, red zone uh, red zone practicing, and he picked that up from the New England Patriots. When you get when when you do red zone and you because what red zone is, it's good on good. And that's where you, that's when you really do a few things. That's when you, you start building like big time competition when your defense wants to be good and your offense wants to be good. So it's always good on good. And I mean, it, it, what it does is it, it, this is where the game is won and lost, not just, you know, in, in the end zone, but at the line of scrimmage at short lines of scrimmage. And yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, Will all's like, yeah, Belichick does that. We're going to do that. I mean, that, that's what you want. You want to find out. What makes people win, and, and no matter where they are, and, and how they win, and, and to implement those things in your program. We're going to cover football a little differently this year on the Eagle Hour. Uh, we're going to have someone uh, at almost every practice. We're going to be bringing you a lot of sound bites uh, from practice, uh, from players, and from coaches, and really give uh, our listeners what we think they want in depth coverage of this football program this year. And uh, we'll be, uh, at, at, I think, at every home game. Uh, to get post-game comments as well. So we're looking forward to, uh, Luke, what we think is going to be really expanded football coverage on the Eagle Hour. Yeah, it should be great. And, and again, um, with, not only with that, we're going to start reaching out to, to our Sunbelt guys as, as we kind of made a trip through the Sunbelt um, over the last three or four weeks or so. And, and we're going to start working these guys in because we're August now. It's time to talk you know, football previews. So working to get – um, different guys from the Sun Belt to give us a preview of their teams um, from both the East and the West. We didn't include Old Dominion and we didn't include Marshall because our, your, you, the listener, already knew about those two programs from being in Conference USA. But we will be reaching out to our our buddies who cover the herd and, and our friend Ted Alexander, who who is uh, so gracious in multiple sports to come on the Eagle Hour from Old Dominion. But it will be fun now that we know a little about a little more about these schools. To dig in, and some of these teams, like Lee Roberts said last uh, last segment, like Troy, we we know about Troy. We know about South Alabama because we played them last year. We know about Marshall, know about Old Dominion. But I don't think anybody right now, you know, could could tell me five players off Texas State roster, you know, or right. uh, I, you know Terry Bowden's at Monroe, you know that. But I mean, I, I know Chadwell, and I know Grayson McCall, and I know a few more guys from Coastal. But just basically starting getting our listeners. Knowing the names that are going to be said all throughout the Sun Belt, because again, this is what excites me about the Sun Belt. Obviously, number one, I want to watch the Eagles and I want to watch the Eagles play. But what I love about this league is I feel like, and there's a reason why they call it the Fun Belt, I, I, I feel like Southern Miss fans are going to enjoy interconference games 
outside of Southern Miss. Like you're going to turn on a Thursday night. I mean, the one that we're we're crunk for is is App State and Coastal. But I'm saying to 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 watch like you know Georgia State, um, and and because the Sun Belt's going to play a lot of Power Five schools, you know, early on, we'll, I think we will enjoy those games more than what we did in Conference USA. Well, I would agree. Football officially kicked off last night. Uh, the Hall of Fame NFL game with. Uh, the Raiders uh, playing Jacksonville, and Nick Mullins on the field, and uh, I thought played pretty well uh, in the time that he had. Do you, do you see Nick Mullins sticking with uh, the Raiders, Luke? Well, I mean, he's competing against Jarrett Stidham, who, who of course, played at Auburn. So uh, I, I think Stidham may have been in the game before Mullins. So that, you know, Nick's, Nick's got to – you always got to fight those off. Um I will tell you this. I don't know if you saw this, but but Kyle Sloter played last night with thirteen to twenty five for Jacksonville. Yeah, of course he yeah. was Fedora's New Orleans Breakers um, quarterback. It was several guys last night. Nick went eight of eleven um, for for seventy two yards, and then um, you know Columbia's own Logan Cook punted six times for for a forty nine point five yard average. So you know South Mississippi all over the the Hall of Fame game last night. Well, football officially began last night. I guess the the NFL probably have preseason games. I guess starting next weekend. I don't think they'll be this weekend. I could be wrong about that. But uh, starting next weekend, so uh, the, officially the countdown has begun. The Golden Eagles practicing, the NFL playing. Uh, it's almost football season, Luke. It really is. You're, you're less than a month now, right at uh, about 29 days till Saturday, September 3rd, when um, Liberty comes into town and and. You know, as we, we start talking about this, too, uh, we really hadn't talked about it that much, but I've, I have been giving Southern Miss the edge to this game simply because one of their key offensive coaches last year as our new offensive coordinator was Sam Gregg, and that's why we expect the offensive line to be better. But, you know, there, 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 there might be something to that, and, uh, you know, we can talk about it as the, as the weeks go on. Just basically having the inside – to the offense that you're about to face. doesn't happen that much, but it will happen this year um, when Liberty comes to town on September the 3rd. Hey, I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for sponsoring the third segment of the Eagle Hour each and every day. Great weekend to go down and enjoy delicious uh, shrimp. Poor boy, they got all kinds of really great sandwiches. I always plug those because they're my favorite. Uh, they'll have some big games. I'm sure Major League Baseball on the TV all weekend. Be sure you tell Slade and the guys we said, oh, check out the new Marchant Kenny jersey. Now officially hanging on the wall at 4th Street Bar and Grill in the shadow of the rock. We'll be right back. To the top. Final segment on this Friday. Final segment of the week brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg. You can sign up for a membership there. Um, always great ways to uh, to use those great facilities. Eight batting cages, 70-yard indoor uh, facility with turf and workout. Um, great workout gear. Camps and clinics going on all the time. Lessons, 
Solid D-Bat and D-1 training in Hattiesburg. Bob and Luke from the Southern Bancor Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Of course, if you missed our interview with Lee Roberts and uh, or anything else that you go back and, and listen to uh, to us today, uh, you can go back and check it out, supertalk.fm, as well as a plethora of podcasts. There we are. All right, um, Bob, I did actually have have some people that, uh, that text me um, last night asking, they're they just kind of taking stabs in the dark as to who the mysterious person was that called you out on the nasty bunch. So, <laughs> Southern Miss fans pretty smart. Okay, yeah, we're get, not going to reveal that. But uh, just want to throw that out there. All right, some uh, couple cold breaking news before we get to that. I just want to let you. I meant to mention this last segment. Shout out to uh, the Fourth Street Sports guys uh, of the Student Prince. They got us. Uh, I pulled those audio bits from their Twitter profiles. Really appreciate them. That's what's what I love. We've got lots of friends that cover Southern Miss, but the fact that we have a strong core of of student journalists on campus covering Southern Miss for the Student Prince, Bob, I love that. Right, they do a good job too, and uh, we appreciate all their help. Uh, thank the, thank those guys for allowing us to use those clips. Southern Miss uh, gets another baseball transfer, another one, and. If it was a, a, a position, Bob, what, what would you think it would need to be? Uh, relief pitcher. There you go. Yeah. Chandler Dawson of Georgia State, so uh, of uh, a new Sunbelt foe transferring in. He's a right-handed pitcher from Warren Roberts, Georgia, 6'1", 180, right-hander. Um, last year for uh, Georgia State. Uh, pitched 43 innings, a lot of it um, in relief, 33 strikeouts in those 43 innings. But uh, he will come in and he will be a what we'll call a COVID junior. So got two more years to play. Chandler Dawson, the newest Golden Eagle, right-handed pitcher. And then I've been following this, and, uh, man, he almost pulled it out, but Southern Miss golfer Robbie Ladder finished second in the Canadian Amateur Championship. Wow. The 117th time that golf tournament has been played. Four days, 72 holes. He shot eight under, 69-72, then a 65 third day, and uh, and then a 70. So uh, congratulations uh, to, to Robbie Ladder, man, representing Southern Miss in, in the Great White North. Good stuff. 65, that's a pretty good round of golf on any course, would you say? Yeah, finished uh, – Finished eight under um, for the tournament, and if you've been living under a rock for the last hour, Southern Miss started preseason uh, camp today. And of course, we've, if you if you missed earlier, we played some clips in the third segment of, of what Lee Hall, Lee Hall, Will Hall had to say. I combined our head coach and and uh, our quarterback friend Lee Roberts. But yeah, Will Hall had great things to say. And there's a, there's some more sound bites out there on Twitter um, for you guys uh, to to go see. But but it's an exciting day, uh, no doubt. Right, we're always uh, we're always working on guests uh, for the upcoming week. I think you've lined up one for next Wednesday. I think will be a very interesting interview. Yeah, Chris Vanninini from uh, the Athletic, he's senior writer from the Athletic, wrote an outstanding story on Southern Miss uh, in the fall of 2020. Uh, called me and interviewed me for that, uh, and and we we I started following him on social media. We talk uh, occasionally and. Um, Loves Group of Five football, and uh, so know, do he, I. So do I. He he. When Southern Miss came into the Sun Belt, he was excited for our program. So that'll be a good interview because he's a national writer. Where so many of the national college football writers, Bob, focus only on the Power Five. Right. He shows a lot of love to the Group of Five, and I think he's going to have some intriguing things to, to say about the Sun Belt this year. But you know, I'm with that guy. Like you pointed out, the Coastal Carolina App State game coming up. 
That's just one man's opinion. I would far rather watch that, much rather watch that, than watch South Carolina and Florida. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just don't care too much about those others, those types of games, but I just find the, the smaller schools, uh, I love the spirit and I love the competitiveness, and I look forward to those kind of games. I agree with our guests come Wednesday. It's uh, may, may get things thrown at me for, for saying something like this, but but I feel like now that group of five football is it it's the more pure type of college football, and it just seems like everything's taking a step up. You know, um, junior high football is what high school football used to be. High school football is what college football used to be. College football is what the NFL used to be, and the NFL, you know, just as the NFL. But I, but I feel like you know in 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 these days of NIL. You're dealing the group of five, and, and even the FCS division of Division One. I, I mean, you're dealing with uh, a more pure brand because you know that guys have two chips on both shoulders for uh, for playing football as they do. Correct, and uh, some of the schools, some of the big schools, have basically become professional football teams. I mean, argue any way you want to argue about it, but when everybody on the team is making money, it makes it a professional football team. That wraps up this week of the Eagle Hour. We promise good shows for you next week. And as always, we thank you very, very much uh, for listening. I want to say hello to our good friends at Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. Go get some beignets this weekend, man. What a great way to spend a Saturday morning at Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. Until we talk again, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future I wanna fly like an eagle To the sea Fly like an eagle Let my spirit carry me I want to fly like an eagle Till I'm free I Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.